All right, you tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. In the studio with me is Sean Yurt Karan. No, uh, no introduction needed today. Y'all know he's a blue-haired liberal. Snuck it in anyway. Sean, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, brother? Man, pretty good for a Friday. You know, it's a. It's always a good Friday because. Um, you know, it's the week before the holiday, so you know that next week nobody's going to do anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> Nothing going to shut it down. I don't know why people. Sh- I don't know why people shut it down before the. Uh, what am I trying to say here? The week of the holidays. So you get one day off, and then back to work now, or two days next week, right? Thursday and Friday. No, I see. I come from the car business. That's right. And you, get, you know, I was talking to Renee last night about this, and he's got to go to work on Friday. We were t- discussing that, and how you know, do people shop for cars on Black Friday? Well, that was like kind of our discussion. I just and he he was telling me kind of what you always say about how the car business has changed over the years, and it's so internet based now, mm-hmm. and it's different. So I don't know that people are just going to show up at the car lot on Black Friday. No, let me answer that question for you. Uh, one of the local car lots here, Chevrolet dealership. Uh, I think I won't name which one because I'm, I'm about to insult them. Uh, one of them decided to do a Black Friday sale one time mm-hmm. and had their employees be there at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. And from my understanding, from people inside, it, it bombed. Does anybody – you you've worked on a Black Friday at a car lot before, right? Yeah, I've worked on every Black Friday for, for 12 years. Does, no. Is it a, a big shopping day for cars? or I mean, no, There is no big shopping day for cars. Okay. I mean, it's Saturday. And Saturdays yeah. ain't what they used to be, again, because of the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, what Saturdays were for me was it was a day that you did get people out shopping, you know, that couldn't do it any other day. Sure. So, like, I would maybe catch four or five people on a Saturday, and that filled my sales funnel, you know, to drip out throughout the week. Mm-hmm. So it was a very useful day. You know, and I'm, I don't want to see, like, oh, you don't sell cars on Saturdays. You obviously sell cars on Saturdays. But it's not this day that sets it apart from any other day as far as like numbers on the board based on the internet age like yeah the internet age does it all nowadays man it really does the internet age is where it's at but it's also it's it's very good for the buyer not for the seller as much but that's all good i mean dealerships can find other ways to make money other than front end gross you know that's where you got all the back end stuff and Mm -hmm. you know this that and the other and how good of a buyer are you when it comes to used cars you know but when you have a dealership and there's three of those same dealerships in town, mm-hmm. and if the buyer has enough patience to work them, you know, they're going to get the best deal. Yeah. I, I always wanted to be, like I worked at Patty Peck Honda and, and Herring Gear Toyota. The, those are the the two most recent like new car franchises. I had a great experience at both of them. But when we use Honda for the example. They never compete, you know, the other Honda store. I never even looked at the, the Honda store downtown as much of a threat necessarily. And there's no knock on them, but yeah. just from volume-wise, the one in Brandon and Patty Peck were always going kind of head-to-head. Yeah. And I always wanted to be the last guy. To, you know, I wanted you to come to me second. Okay. Because a lot of buyers are going to go to the other place and then come back and shop. I'm like, uh, sure, we'll beat it by 100 bucks. Sign here. You got it. Sure, yeah. You know, by that time, people are just tired of going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And you try, to, you try to be a great salesman, too. You know, and because people... No matter what people say, I would say ninety nine percent of the customers buy from somebody they like. So, if they, if if they like you, they're going to buy from you. 
But for that group of people that are strictly 100%, it is bottom dollar because I ain't letting the salesman get over on me. My daddy taught me how to shop for cars. (laughs) That guy. Yeah, that guy's out there. I want to be the last person he sees. Yeah, okay. You know, let me beat your your best price by 100 bucks. Some people just want to get on out of here. I'm like this. I'm going to admit this. Like, you just... You just want to negotiate because I love negotiating. It's, Some people it's do. Just, it's a. It's not only a cultural thing with me. Considered, you know, I'm half Middle Eastern, and it's being a lawyer. So, like, it's just kind of like people that buy the house at at um at the what, the asking, asking price. price. I, I could never do that. There's no. I mean, it have to be at least a hundred dollars off. There's no way in the world that I, I could do that. I mean, I, you know, then I saw people obviously over the last few years were paying over asking price, and I, I would just like I would be miserable in the house the whole time if I did that. Just, I don't know, this is my personality. I'm a really good negotiator when it comes to selling stuff. But when it comes to buying stuff, I just assume stick my hand in a meat grinder. Really? I hate doing it. I will, I'll throw a price out there, you know, just because just you got to try right. As everybody said, man, it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll do that. But usually, once I've made my mind up on something I want, I've just accepted that if, if I can't afford, let's just use round numbers here. Let's say it's something's $10,000. If if I can't afford, and I want to, let's say I want to try to get it for nine thousand. Well, if if I if I can't afford the extra thousand, I don't need to be spending the nine thousand to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look, Jerry Jones. I I heard this quote somewhere along the way with Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner. I never regretted overpaying for something that was worth it. Yeah, I've heard that. Heard him say he that. Goes, he goes, the only times I've been really mad and burned in my life is when I was trying to get a good deal. Mm-hmm. And, and and cut some corners and save try to save some money, and I ended up being miserable. And that's kind of the path I take. That's why I buy name brand stuff, and this, that, and the other. You know, I'm not I'm not going to get on Amazon and buy the the Prime brand. Oh man, Amazon Basics or whatever. Uh, it, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. The battery the battery market is what I learned a few years ago. You remember you used to go buy batteries, and they're so expensive at the mm-hmm. grocery store or Walgreens. Amazon like fixed that problem. I mean, you know, now I've got like just I used to never have batteries. Now I got tons of batteries just laying around the house because it's so cheap. I mean, so yeah, uh, and they're yeah, Amazon no, basics. I'm sure there's some examples. Oh, they've know, got some so, great yeah. stuff that are actually know. I do buy their towels. I've got those too. The Amazon basic towels. <clears throat> it's just too good of a deal. I, I'd rather buy three times as many for the same price as buying one bundle of whatever. So whatever a good name brand towel is, I don't know. Speaking of Amazon, Renee also told me last night Hyundai is partnered with Amazon, and you can buy your Hyundai on Amazon now. Some other some other people had tinkered with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I want to say Ford maybe had teamed up with with Sam's Club. Maybe it wasn't Ford; it was one of the new car brands. You could actually buy a car through your Sam's Club membership too. But I think that was tied back into True Car. Mm, okay. And are you familiar with like USAA's car buying stuff? Sure, yeah, yeah, I've got USAA. True Car bought the USAA, or it's all tied in together. The car buying service that they have? Yeah. And True Car, if you're a new car buyer, which is a free plug here for True Car, as a salesman, we hated it. Okay. Because it's a race to the bottom. Yeah. And you can, people can put their stuff up on True Car. I don't know if that's still the case, but it was. And it was like, if you got a, in the internet department, if you got a True Car lead, uh. it was like, oh, God. You know, yeah. I would get my $100 mini and spend half my day doing this. Uh, man, I was just trying to think of an analogy to that, but I know exactly what you mean. Like, it's uh, Amazon, I guess, in, in its essence, is a race to the bottom between sellers, and I've sold on there for years, and it's just that's the kind of – that's the nature of that 
marketplace. And you know, ironically, it's kind of a cut the middleman out type place that's dependent on the middleman. Exactly, because all those are all third party. You know, like sixty to seventy percent of Amazon's business is conducted by third party sellers. Yeah. So it's not like you're not buying from Amazon, but most people, a lot of people, think that that they're buying from Amazon, but they're actually not buying from Amazon. It's because the majority of things that you buy are sold by third party sellers that use what's called fulfillment by Amazon. Yeah. This is their fulfillment because you know, like I'll sell medical products on there and I ship them to the fulfillment center, and then of course they're just listed on the site and then it they ship from there. And they break it down and put it in their packaging and yeah, because you put like you put labels, uh, barcodes on them so they know it's your that they generate, and you have somebody have somebody that does that and put it on. You send it there, and when it's your sale, to scan that and it'll go out. That's how it works. Interesting. Yeah, I did the Black Friday mm-hmm. shopping stuff. I, I don't understand why people do that at all anymore i mean i get the there you know forever it was always get your 49 dollar dvd player yeah exactly right it's like a 10 dollar tv you're like i'm gonna get that you know the high sense tv for 10 bucks i mean do people even fight on bike friday anymore i don't know i don't know i mean i've only been one time about 10 years ago and that's the only time i've ever been black friday shopping the worst hangover i've had in the last year was 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 thanksgiving it was that wasn't black friday i was gonna say it was black friday it was thanksgiving because we had the Clay Edwards show Thanksgiving party. Oh. Thanksgiving Eve party the night before. Oh, you did? Okay. And that, it, it got out of hand. <laughs> Where was that at? Burgers Blues, downtown Brandon. Now, this year it's the Clay Edwards show Christmas party, though. Same right? location. Okay. Back to the scene of the crime. <laughs> and the next day, it's on the 20th, isn't it? Is that what you said? Yes, yeah, so it's on the 20th. So the next day, that Thursday. Is going to be a rough day. Probably so. Well, I know the Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving Eve thing, because Thanksgiving is a day off for sure, right? Yeah. And that was always the thing for me in the car business, because we did get Thanksgiving and Christmas off. So the eves were my party day. Yeah. Because you, know, you had to work Black Friday. Exactly. Yeah. You had to work the day after Christmas. Oh, man. That that sucks. You know? It really does. So I, I, mean, I did like when Christmas fell on a Saturday. I think it happened twice when I was in the car business. For over 12 years, I think it happened twice. It happens every seven years. So. Yeah, that that was cool because I got back to back days off. Because this year it's on a Monday. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, the car car dealerships, if if they want to retain, I, I had to go to Walgreens last night to pick up a prescription for somebody else, and I was looking across the street at the Ford store there, and I was just thinking about all the hours I spent there. It was like eight o'clock, and there were still people moving around over there. I was like, man, I just I, I remember sitting in there, and. Waiting on somebody to get out of finance, and then you and if they bought a new vehicle, then you got to show them how to work all all the stuff in the new vehicle. It's like so you get then you got to do the delivery, and some people's some people's knowledge of navigation and Bluetooth is not as good as others. <laughs> you know, and then so you got like let's just say an hour delivery time. So yeah. you're not you're nine ten o'clock getting out of there. Is it like reminiscent of teaching your parents how to use email? Yeah, remember those days. Well, yeah, you know, your like, dad. Or you know, or, or I've had I've had to teach so many older people how to put an attachment in the email. Yeah, and it's like just a process. Like just click this button. You know, you know one of the biggest problems in the car business has been employee retention. Sure, especially yeah. on the sales side. But you know, when when guys don't get out of there to nine ten o'clock. Because they stayed late to deliver a vehicle, and then they had to be right back the next morning. I always thought, and man, I'm sure that some places are doing this now. I always thought that if you closed, you shouldn't have to come in until lunch the next day, and you rotate it that way. People aren't having to do that quick turnaround, and it's that, just burnout. I could agree. You know, we did that at the DA's office. Like, if you want a trial, you got a guilty verdict, no matter what time of the day it was. Sometimes it'd be at noon. Sometimes it'd be ten o'clock at night. 
You know, it just depends. The next day was a freebie off. That was the rule. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't have to come to work the next day, which I thought was pretty fair. You know, you need a rest. That's pretty – all the stuff. So same thing, same concept. Yeah, and that's a salary-based business versus a commission. So, I mean, you got to mm-hmm. be there to you got to be there to win. Mm-hmm. But just that demanding that you be here for the 830 sales meeting, no matter how late you were the day, the day before, it's like, man, I never – and I mean in the history of ever learned anything in a sales meeting. Yeah, or I don't think I've learned anything – I had this conversation with before. I was doing Zoom meetings this year. I've never – this meeting culture that we have is insane to me. Nothing productive comes out of and anyone that I've ever been in. I've never had anything productive come out of anything. Usually, what you know, this, what's it's, what's productive is you know one on one meeting, maybe three people, that kind of a situation where you could discuss things. When you have like a meeting with it, just nothing. It's just a, you just sit there and play on your phone. It, it's a waste of time. In the in the car business, they would always just promote the best salesman. To the man, you know, the, whoever sold twenty cars a couple months in a row, you're the new manager. Yeah. And then in the sales, their, their first sales meeting, they try to look at what I've built. <laughs> you know, they try to they try to tell you that everything they do is better than how you do it, and they're going to reinvent how we do the car business. But I'm going to respect you guys. I'm probably never going to be. I'm, I probably just made myself completely unhirable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Same. I mean, no, but I mean, I think that goes into a lot of things like with meeting, you know, meeting culture. Um, continuing education is another thing in, in professions like yeah. in law. We've got continuing legal education that you've got to do every year. I, I've never heard one person go to what's called a CLE, continuing legal education seminar, and be like, "Man, you know what I learned." Yeah. Like, like that never happens. Like, I mean, it's just it's it's just a way to grab some money. Is the way I always look at it. I, I, I want to backtrack just a little bit on the sales meeting thing. the the most The best sales meetings I ever attended were by Bob Albury at Patty Pet Honda. He's the like the managing partner over mm-hmm. there. His sales meetings he did them on Mondays and Fridays. It wasn't an everyday thing, and it was an accountability thing. Had you been doing your your follow up? They got the, the CRM system. Yeah, they've been doing your texts. You've been doing your calls. How many cars you sell this week? And he he holds you accountable. Now I like that. I, I like being held accountable because it forces you to tack right. Mm-hmm. It forces you to do your job. You don't want to get embarrassed in that sales meeting because he would embarrass you. Yeah. If you weren't, you know, you maybe you maybe not sell any cars, but you better have put in the work. Sure. You know, you because you can tell, and because usually if you put in the work, you sold the cars. Yeah. But I, I did like those accountability ones. I still don't say that I quote unquote learned anything, but we also did a uh, when I was out there. I'm going to use Grant Cardone as a catch-all here. It wasn't actually Grant Cardone, but it was that kind of sales training system mm-hmm. stuff. There was another one that we used out there about working the phones that was really good, and I got some good information out of that. Now I haven't taken it with me because I hate cold calling. Okay. Who doesn't? But, yeah. but if I was in the car business, I would still use it. That would be good stuff. So You know, nowadays the cold calling thing is kind of, obviously you know this, dying out, where because people don't answer their phones. Like So Mm-mm. like that whole model of – cold calling in any sales industry it's just you know my sisters does a uh, travel nurse recruiting and they you know started off with cold calling and that doesn't that nobody because everybody sees a number on their cell phone that they don't recognize they don't yeah. answer it so now you got to really go through text more than anything look and i don't mind the text as long as it starts with my name like <laughs> clay dot 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 yeah uh, i'll read that and if it's something that piques my interest you know and i also i got to know that it's not a pre pre-sent thing yeah it's going to be personalized. I've read that too. You've got to kind of personalize it where it looks like it's not. Yeah, these these we'll go back to the car business. These CRM systems they'll pre-generate these emails. Sure. And most of that, the your your filter on your email reads that it's pre-generated, and they just shoot it to the spam thing anyway. You got to personalize an email. Uh, as I was getting out of the new car side of the car business, sending video video replies. To an email, like we'd get a lead. I keep going back to Patty Pet Honda here, but this was my last experience doing this before I got into the independent car world. Yeah, you would um get a lead, 
and I would grab my phone and make a quick, hey, so hey, hey, Sean, this is Clay. I just got your lead here at the Honda store. Here's the here's the car you inquired about. Run out, do a quick little one two minute, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. That worked. And that especially that did work. it especially works with millennials mm-hmm. and and younger that have been on their phones the whole time, and it's personalized, and it's not a spam email, basically cookie yeah. cutter email. So the car lot, the car business is evolving. It has to, right? And that's Everything a great, else? and that's a great example of during COVID why the government should have stepped to the side and let business owners figure out how to best work their business because mm-hmm. the government can't run a business. No. It does a very good. It doesn't. Nobody else could run their business like the government runs its and survive. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I mean, yeah. I think in the car business, actually, didn't they? Uh, they. Uh, that's what kind of what they did during COVID. They really pushed it towards the internet. Kind of like a lot. I mean, a lot of things did that. They, they, you could buy a car from birth to dirt mm-hmm. on the internet now. Yeah, and have it delivered to you. I don't know how much I like that, but whatever. I mean, you have to do what you have to do to survive. And yeah, that was one of those things. If the consumer likes it, they like it. You know. Yep. All right. When we come back, we're going to shift gears. Uh, we'll read some of your text messages. It's a free for all Friday. There's no telling what. We're going to talk about today, you got Clay Edwards, you got Sean Yerkeron. The Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys. This segment is going to be brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto. Right out there in Florence, Mississippi, whether it's your squeaky brakes, your check engine light, or you need your entire ring and pinion replaced, they can do it all at A1 Gear and Auto. The only thing they don't do is diesel engine repair. So, got any got any ring and pinion issues, brake issues on your diesel, they can do all that, but they're just not going to dive off into the diesel engine. So, anything else, give them a shout. And but hey, what they specialize in over the last 15 plus years in central Mississippi is being the leader in ring and pinion, transfer case, gears, all that stuff on the bottom side of your car that makes it go. They're my, my personal mechanic of choice. Can't recommend them more. Go see them today. And I look, it always comes down to figuring out what's wrong with it right, the first, diagnosing the problem correctly, and how long does it take to fix it. Those are two things they excel at at A1 Gear and Auto. So get over there. See them today. 49 South in Florence, Mississippi. Big white shop, big red sign. A1 Gear and Auto. All right. So we spent the first segment there somehow talking about car business and sales training. But yeah, you never know what direction we're going to go with this thing. Let's see here. Check out the Guns and Gear text line. Somebody says, "Hey man, what really happened to Underground One Nineteen? I don't know, Sean. Do you know what happened? Is- I don't. I, you know, it, I used to. I didn't live too far from it. It's over behind the Chancery Courthouse in that Tom Bigby building. I, I lived over there for about two years, and it was it was like oh eight to two thousand ten, and it was it was it was pretty happening in those years. And then everybody's going over there. I used to walk that over there, and I don't know. It just kind of disappeared around. I'm- I guess around two thousand thirteen, fourteen ish. I would say, like anything downtown, demographics changed, and people that frequented one night and is it not still open uh-uh not I, uh, not in years so i would just say like anything else downtown you know patterns change you know people's going out part stuff changes, new stuff opens well like i always say the only thing that's ever really lasted down there is martin's and Helen mouse for the most part um one of the guys that runs the, the head bartender or the manager there is 
is one of the guys, one of the, I, th- I think he's a manager at the liquor store I go to in Brandon, Wine 042. Manager of what now? He's a manager of the liquor store that I go to in Brandon. Yeah. I always, always chop it up with him. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that the other day. But I didn't get into why it closed. We were just talking about some of our personal bartending experiences and sure. dealing with people and this, that, and the other. And he had mentioned that he worked at 119 for a while or managed it or something like that for a long time. So I'll, I'll ask when I see him. It was a really nice place. You ever go there? I did not. Okay. It was not my, it was not my demo. That wasn't your scene? Yeah, the jazz, the, the jazz type scene wasn't necessarily my thing. I was always mm. more into F. Jones Corner Subway Lounge. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that kind of, I like the blues, the late night blues, sweaty uh, dive bar kind of stuff. Man, F. Jones in the summer is is, is a rough experience. It is. I mean, it's I'll a, I'll never go back. I, I'm, and it's not a knock on them at all. No, it's man, it's a where fun I'm place. at in my life. You're not going to catch me at four o'clock in the morning in downtown Jackson eating a Subway dog. Yeah, I mean, the last time I was there was just right before COVID, like 2019, and I haven't been back. I assume it's still open, though. I think it's been going uh, I'm strong sure. for a long. Yeah. Yep, uh, it is. It is. And, and they run a nice, they run a good business down there. Yeah, it's you know? fun. I mean, because you, you don't get there till one in the morning anyway. Mm-hmm. But I mean, now I really have a hard time staying up that late. To be honest with you, one in the morning. If I if I'm out at one or two in the morning, I mean, it's going to probably take me like two days to recover from that. So I don't, I don't I don't do that that much anymore. Yeah i I'm going to try to stay stay open. <laughs> same same thing. I'm going to try to stay up late. This is it tonight or is it sa- it's Saturday night? Early Sunday morning to watch the F one race from Vegas. Oh, okay. I think it starts at one a.m. Central uh, stand, uh, Eastern time. So what, midnight here? Yeah, because because F one so much bigger in other parts of the country, other mm-hmm. parts of the world. Sure, yeah. than it is here. They may only get like a million viewers. I say only a million viewers in America, but in the it's it's the number one auto racing franchise or league in the world. Mm-hmm. You know where NASCAR is really only big in North America, Canada. Mexico stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna try to stay up late. I said it again. Stay up. Stay up late to watch that race, or at least watch part of it. I'm not necessarily. <clears throat> I'm not necessarily interested in who wins. I don't care. I don't have a favorite driver or nothing like that. But as, the older I get, the more impressed I am by the technology of F1 and their ability and just their skill set. Because I think they are the best drivers in the world. Because usually it's on early, really early in the morning on Sundays, right? Yeah. Like yep, eight nine o'clock. I've know, watched like, it uh, here recently. Um, it's I mean, it's to me, it's more entertaining than NASCAR. Uh, I know Renee's a big fan. He of is. It. That's he kind of got me into it. Yep. You know. it, it. It's interesting to watch. And I, Max Verstappen, I think is how you say his name, is basically won every race this year. So mm-hmm. will he win another one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 actually not bad. It's and it's a not, it's an okay thing to do on a Sunday morning. You wake up, you can either do that or watch the uh, you know watch the news programs, which I get kind of sick of here lately. <laughs> All right, let's shift gears here. We're, we're, we're going to run over on this segment. Otherwise, we've got to take a break now. We'll just run over. We'll go about five extra minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Last night, I went out. We went out to bounce around in downtown Brandon. And we uh, f- shout out to Tristan Duplichin, Duplichain. I hope I say her last name right. She opened up a photography studio right there in downtown Brandon. And her, her mom saw us walk. She said, hey, y'all come in and get a, get a Christmas photo. So, so we, got, we have an unplanned professional Christmas postcard looking photo. I did post it on my Facebook, but that got you me. You did, sh- and I and I saw it, and I was like, "This is the last person I ever thought would take a Christmas photo." I mean, I just, I just didn't. I, 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 I was gonna like make a joking comment to you, but I, I forgot to because I was like, I just, I think I was just so shocked. Well, <laughs> was- and, and and the funny part of it is, is unplanned. We we're matching too. We're both wearing black shirts, blue jeans, and white shoes. 
Which that's easy though. That's easy though. I, I wear a lot of black t-shirts, so it's easy to catch me wearing black shirt with jeans and white tennis shoes, considering that's all I basically own. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was a little out of character for her to have on the same thing. <laughs> Anyway, we took this picture, but it got me to thinking about these couples. What are silly things couples do? Like, you know, Christmas pajamas, the the matching Christmas pajamas. Yeah. And I've seen it where they're match, they're wearing matching Christmas pajamas, pajamas, excuse me, and they've matched the wrapping paper of the presents and the tree all match. Like everything matches in one. And I've, I've seen this a lot. It's not just like one person. Like they put that much time and effort into doing that. Guys, a pro tip here. If your girl, tries to make you wear the matching Christmas pajamas and she goes as far as to make the wrapping paper match, I'm going to go on a bet that she's got a live, laugh, love sign art somewhere in her house that she got from Michael's or something like that. Run. And a ton of Chardonnay. You know there's yeah. a, there's like a there's like a box of barefoot Chardonnay sitting over there in the corner of the kitchen. Can you shake her purse and hear the Rankin County mating call? <laughs> yeah. The pill bottle shake. The pill bottle. There's Oxycontin and, and Chardonnay. No, antidepressants. <laughs> antidepressants. Okay. Antidepressants. <laughs> Zoloft. Run. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But I mean, you know, we all are going to see this in a few weeks, like these photos. And, and every, now, if anybody's listening, you know, when they get asked to wear the pajamas, they're like, "Oh, wait." They look like a they look like a hostage photo. It does, it like, because you know, the, it wasn't the guy's idea. No. Like, hey, let's uh, let's go get matching Christmas pajamas, sweetheart. Like, I mean, no guy has ever said that. I mean, I would think. And and and, and ladies, if your guy does suggest that, you do not have a husband. You, you have a lesbian lover. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm I'm going to go with you on that one. There's, I've never heard of any any person I know be like, I can't wait till we get these you know christmas pajamas or like you know and that's kind of like the equivalent of the summer photo on be careful about him and his best friend yeah that's right i mean that's just kind of like the equivalent of the summer photo right of everybody wearing white on the beach with khaki pants like it's the same it's like the that's the summer equivalent of the christmas pajamas that's that is a great point the no shirt the the no shoes sand yeah sand sand on your toes i hate sand Oh, do you really? I hate the beach. I, you know, I, I grew up in Miami. I don't like the beach either, but that's because I have this irrational fear of sharks. It's really stupid. <laughs> I just, it just scares the crap I think out of me. I think your fear is proving out to be right. <laughs> I mean, I just, I read all these, and you know, like when you're scared of something, Especially you read Gulf about Coast it lately. all the time. Yeah. And so I've read all these you know, books about the New Jersey shark attacks in 1916 and all this crazy stuff. And so I just, I don't even, I don't go in the water. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into some political stuff. I appreciate y'all bearing with us through our nonsensical first opening couple segments there. I want to get into a conversation with Sean about, I'm going to tease it here, uh, about a conversation him and I had. The OG liberals and the America First conservatives, are we more, are we way closer to being the same party? Are we closer to being the same party than what currently represents both parties? Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about it on the other side of the break here. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Guys, if you're out gun shopping this weekend, go see or ammo shopping, any of that stuff. Go see my good friends over at Guns and Gear located right there. In Gluckstadt, Mississippi, on Highway 51 North at Yandell Road. Lots of talk of Yandell Road this past uh, supervisor election out there. Hopefully, the guy that won, the guy that currently has the job, that's had the job, will do something about Yandell Road. I think the people of that area have spoken, and they are fed up. But neither here nor there. Guns and gear, your home of no-limit ammo, 
But, man, they're way more than just a gun store. They also can take care of all your Cerakoting and gunsmithing needs. Go by there, see Hunter and the team today. And be sure to follow them on social media. Man, they've always got their deal of the day or their gun of the day. And it's always something like, wow, that looks cool. I need more of that for the eventual purge or zombie attack. They got all the – you can survive a purge if you'll go shop at Guns and Gear. And I, I don't think I can – I don't think I got to say anything else. But, hey, look, they will buy your guns too. So if you're in, the, in a pinch or just need to sell your gun for some reason or another, bought too many guns last year, now you can't afford Christmas, get out there to Guns <laughs> and Gear. Let them help bail you out. I may be having to make a trip there myself. So anyway, Guns and Gear, shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. And again, follow them on social media, and we appreciate them supporting us and um, sponsoring the Guns and Gear text line. Uh, so with that said, I'm going to throw an audible real quick. Bobcat texted in and asked if I would circle back to the Democrat insurrection. From About Hamas? Well, Hamas what protest. happened at the DNC? Yeah. Yeah, the Hamas protest. But that, but we can cover that. that yeah, that's going to go into war. That, that's kind of the jump off point for this other conversation I want to have anyway. So no problem. Sean, did you see that? Did you see those nut jobs out there? Which one? The, the, the DNC? The ones that were. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. What do you think about all that? Um, I think it segues into a lot of things, and I'm glad we brought that up because I did want to talk about this today. The um, the Hamas protest was at the, the the DNC building, and I think there were some representatives inside at the time. Is that correct? There were, and it was right across the street from the RNC building, but no protests there. Right, and, and that, that, that's that's odd. And remember, I told you this the other night. I'm not saying I love this protest, but what I love about this is that it makes my point that I've been trying to make for months, and and that coupled with. I don't know if you talked about this. I, I don't. I listened yesterday. I don't think you did about this Osama bin Laden letter. So I, I've been hearing people rant about it, but I have personally. I mean, they've been going all on TikTok. Like, oh my god, everybody on TikTok, they're showing this. I have not seen it in my TikTok. Oh, let me let me tell. Well, because TikTok actually, and that kind of is about what we're talking about Wednesday. TikTok is really trying to get it off. They're yeah. doing their best to get to take care of this. Now they're not as obviously you said that because you use this all the time. It's not as restrictive, and that's a good thing as Facebook or you know Instagram. Mm-hmm. But they are trying to get rid of this as they should. Okay, and yeah. here's what it is. So Osama bin Laden, if you remember, wrote a letter with his letter to America. In 2002, I think, and um, it was his re- reasons for justifications for the 9/11 attacks and things like you know our presence in the Middle East and that kind of, our bases there, all that kind of thing, you know, whatever, blah blah blah. I don't care what he said. I <laughs> mean, but it, whatever it was. Well, now 20 years later, there's thousands of people that were sharing this letter and saying that he was right. You know, so, that so, he was but right. He had, but he had some good points. He had some good points, and you know, of course, I imagine these were either. People that were small children at the time. It just made me really angry. So if I sound angry, I've got, I've got angry about Get reading angry. this. You know, the um, maybe they were small children at the time, or maybe they weren't born yet. I don't know. But if anybody who was alive at that time remembers that day, remembers how horrible it was, and you know, and um, and I just uh, the fact that there are people that are reading that letter and saying that Osama bin Laden had justifications for attacking America. To me, really, really is scary for one thing that anybody thinks that, you know, and where that generation of young people in our country are, that they could justify that kind of terror against us. I'm not even talking about a foreign country, I'm talking about us, you know. And then now that segues into this Hamas thing. And they're the same, and they're the same people who are mortified at what's happening to. To Palestine right now, exactly over a terrorist attack. Over a terrorist attack, and those, and that's why they were. And I was just, I was saying why. What I loved about this because this shows the the divide. So Hamas 
uh, there's people that are protesting the, her policy towards you know Hamas or whatever at DNC because they're mad because they don't think the Democrats are on the side of Hamas. These are, this is the faction that is so progressive, so woke or whatever you want to call them. Kind of like I think Elon calls it the woke mind virus. To me, they're just a, this is what I was texting you the other night. Like they're just a different group of people. That are just and, and that have gone insane. I mean, it's just this and this is and yeah. I bl- and I blame that on the Democrat. Well, I think yeah, I think you can say the Democrats cultivated this kind of over years, where mm-hmm. now they it's kind of like they created their own monster. Well, Frankenstein always kills his his creator, and now now they're saying like, and I'm saying too, like looking at like what? Wait a second, what are you? What are you, you guys now have turned this oppression thing? I guess is the best way to put it. Yep. Into oppression Olympics. Oppression Olympics and. Um, and, you know, I heard somebody on uh, the other day call it that, too, and it was pro, a liberal. Pro, Bill Maher said that. He yeah. called it the other I, day. I, I'm not giving this guy credit for creating it, but the first person I heard say it was Clay Travis, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I mean, you know, another guy who was a former liberal for years mm-hmm. and everything. Anyway, and uh, who I've got really gotten into listening to lately. The um, So now you have, because of this oppression Olympics, that terrorism ju- is justified to rectify whatever and, – and, and, and not even just like we're talking about – now we're talking about the Israelis and Hamas, but going back to 20 years ago, that it was justified against us. But that what like So these people are justifying what they've done to their own people and bear being Americans, right? And I don't know how you – I mean how you get there. So it, also I thought about this. What if 9-11 happened today? Like and I've thought about this in the past for other reasons, of course. I'm sure everybody has. But what if it happened today and it was a terrorist group like Al-Qaeda or whoever, Al-whatever, does it? Are, are we going to have protests if we respond to that? I well, think we would. I think we absolutely would. Agreed. And we've, we actually have talked about this a bunch on the show over the years, is what would it take to bring America back together? Mm-hmm. And uh, people always, uh, another 9-11, you know, we need to get back to like nine twelve oh one the day after. It ain't happening, Hoss. There yeah. there, there's no singular event of terrorism Mm-mm. that uh, – that's going to bring this country together. And this just proved that. This just this whole what's going on with Hamas and Israel is just kind of like a like a preview of what that would be, I think. You know, a preview to us of what an attack against us would be. The only, the only here's the only thing that would satisfy that bunch is if it was a white supremacist terrorist, an alt-right terrorist group did something like the Oklahoma City bombing of we'll use that as an example. Mm-hmm. And if they came and retaliated against all Trump supporters or something. I mean, I th- you know, the, I'm not going to argue with you, Clay. I think you're probably right because this is an impression. They, versus, would, they would cheer that on to no end. Put them all on trains, send them to concentration camps. Yeah, I was reading an article that was analyzing the suppression thing, and they're saying that why is why are these groups like the LGBT for you know Hamas or the, you know these kind of groups are supporting them over this over the Israelis who are Jews and who Jews have been historically discriminated against for all of time, pretty much. Um, and they and somebody's argued that it was because that they were you know they were darker skinned and that caused the natural inclination to say well they're being oppressed because of that now discounting the fact that jews have been oppressed forever you know like just forget but they're white and you know and that was what the article was arguing and this was not a conservative article i mean it was just analyzing the situation as we're looking at it yeah you know um and i just thought that was really interesting when you're looking in through that kind of that prism but um, man, it's a it's. <laughs> but now, but now they consider they don't consider Jews being dark skinned at all. They consider them being yeah, they're white, white people, right? They're, That's, they're, yeah, they're, they're white people, and they're the ones doing the oppressing. Yeah, which I don't know that we can think of another group that's been more discriminated against than the Jews. I, I mean, mean, I don't, I don't know that you could. I'm sure there's to, some out there that I'm not thinking of, but I mean, over history, I want you to think about just how quick we've taken a U-turn here. Yeah, it was a year ago that we deplat, and by we I mean America 
basically deplatformed and wrote Kanye West off. Mm-hmm. You know, he lost the Adidas sponsorship. He lost all this That's stuff. A very good point. Because he had he had the nerve yeah, to, to to accuse Jewish folks. Well, basically to use the term the Jews, mm-hmm. the Jews dot 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 dot. Oh my God, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to utter anything negatively about the Jews overall. Apparently, they're the only they're the only religion above reproach. Yeah, you know nobody. You you, you can talk. You, you you can dance on the grave of Christians. You can do whatever you want. You know you can even you can even uh get into you know bat, bash, bashing Muslims and this that and the other. But you were not allowed to utter a single negative thing about the jewish people and i think that's part of it too that is i think that's part of the blowback mm. and that's why there's a there's a lack of sympathy for what's what's going on over there from your average person because we've been told for so long that you're not you're not allowed to to question to que- even question anything about the jewish about jewish folks if, if a jewish person does anything wrong it's simply because that was a bad person and that's true by the way mm. uh but any other, anytime another group does something, anytime a crazy Christian does something, oh, look, all Christians are bad. Right. Anytime a Muslim uh, flies a plane into a building, oh, they're all terrorists. Yeah. But yeah. anytime, but if a, but if a, a lot of Jews are doing one thing, it's still just, they're just people who just so happen to be Jewish. Right. That's done. That's very true, too. I think that that's kind of, you know, cause, so that basically what you're saying would cause what's, why the far left is mad yeah. then, right? I mean, from that, from that aspect. Where well, that's why they're mad, and that's why I don't care. Yeah. It's like, man, I, y- y'all are reaping what you sow. You know, a lot of a, a lot of them, a, a lot of them, and when I say reap what they sow, I don't mean justifying the terrorist attacks. I mean justifying the lack of empathy mm-hmm. from most people on this deal. It's about the Israelis, the Israelis, yeah, okay. yeah or just the Jewish Jewish mm-hmm. people as a whole. Yeah, y- 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 y'all again. We talk about the, what the Democrat Party to, did to create these monsters, mm-hmm. to create this crazy, this woke mind virus. The Jewish people underwrote it. With all their donations to colleges and to, especially to colleges and to Democrat politicians and voting blue for as long as they have. Yeah, they have for they have for a long time, and I think that's kind of a genesis of the civil rights movement is when that started, when yeah. when the uh, when, when Jewish people actually started voting Democrat. Um, I did want to bring up this point though, also. So we're talking about hold, hold that thought. Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll come back and you can close out the first hour. With sure, it. we'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I'm going to let Sean close out the first hour here. He had a thought he wanted to flesh out. Okay, so we were just talking about how crazy this is, about obviously, about the endorsing Osama bin Laden's attack on America or his letter to America, and then this Hamas protest from the DNC. I also want to flip this back to, Glenn, you and I, and you're actually the one who sent me this months ago about Andrew Tate and that interview that he gave with Patrick McDavid about how he was he was favoring the Muslims. So then there was a movement, it seemed like, on the conservative side – that they were in favor of Islam and their attitudes towards LGBT and other conservative values that they have. And it was a very big movement, like where we are now in agreement with the, is the Muslims. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. It was kind of like, there was like, there was kind of movement among the conservative circles where they were like, we agree with this because they're, they're staunch in their beliefs on these, on these, on these issues. So I don't know. Do you think that switched now that this has happened or how my, I, here's my thought process on it is, I, I'm not angry at Muslims. Mm-hmm. I, that to me, Islam and Hamas are not the same thing. Right. What, yeah, I think the same. You know, and I think that's my thought process on it. Uh, and, and again, I've been very clear about this. I think what Hamas did was absolutely terrible. And I have no problem with the amount of revenge that Israel wants to get. Mm-hmm. 
You know, they can push them to the sea for all I care. Yeah. Uh, you know, looks who, like they're, that's what they, they're doing. They can have a tug of war to see who gets put in the sea first. And I, I just, I don't have a lot, a lot of interest into it. I just don't think we should get involved. No, I think. Yeah. All right. Welcome back in. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards show with Sean York Karan here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey guys, if you're looking for something to do tonight, get out to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's located right there at Fannin. Mart on the res. I got live entertainment on the weekends. No cover charge. It's family friendly over there anyway. Uh, they do have nine different frozen daiquiris on tap and ready to consume. And what's great is you can get those to go by the bag full. It's a sealed bag, so it's legal. And you can have it delivered. You can't beat that. They got 12 different specialty pizzas on tap, or you can always just build your own or try their will of flavor. You can put three of those specialty pizzas on one pie, or again, just build your own custom creation. Dine in, carry out. It's all available there at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. And don't forget, man, they got burgers, pasta, meatballs, and more great appetizers, including the dynamite balls. So check that out. They're located at Fan and Mart on the res, right in front of the bowling alley. Open 4 p.m. to midnight, so they are open late, and they are available on all major food delivery apps. Also, Burgers, Blues, Barbecue, their Flowwood location is now open right there in front of Dogwood in Flowwood. So check them out. They're right in front of Dick's Sporting Goods there, if that uh, helps you out, gives you a point of reference. Dino Dogwood is a big area. And, of course, they have their Blue Plate special today at all three locations, Madison, downtown Brandon, and, of course, the new location in Flowood. And today's plate lunch is fried catfish and hamburger steak. The sides are turnip greens, okra, and mashed potatoes. And don't forget, burgers, blues, and barbecue is your go-to spot for all of your Christmas party catering needs, whether it's from five to 5,000 people. They can handle it all at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. And don't forget, they have the two food trucks available for for event rentals or, or you throw in a special event, outdoor event, anything like that, concerts, car shows, family reunions. The food truck can be available for anything. Reach out to them and ask more questions about that if you're curious. The website, BurgersBlues.com. BurgersBlues.com. And again, the Flowwood location is now open. All right, Sean. <clears throat> let's let's rewind a little bit here because we 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 we, we poured <laughs> a lot of gas on the fire <laughs> yeah. in that last minute of the first hour. So let's let's unpack that a little bit. And we got a text I want to discuss too. Sure. So, like I said, we squeezed a lot in that last minute. Re- reset that for me. Which part? The uh, Andrew Tate part? Yeah. No, you were asking about Christians. Uh, and have Christians' views on Muslims changed? Yeah, right. Yeah, conservatives, Christians have changed after since the attack on October seventh. Um, um, I, you know, and this is just Clay Edwards here, and I'm not a, a global geopolitical analyst by any means. I'm an America first guy. America is where my problems, the problems that affect my day to day life, mm-hmm. are here in America. So I'll say it from that perspective. One of the problems here in America is the LGBTQ agenda in our kid in our in our in our schools facing our kids. You can be as gay and trans as you want to be. I don't care. Leave these leave these kids alone. And that is something that Muslims seem to also agree with. Mm-hmm. Now, am, now, do I agree with their overall thoughts on the LGBT stuff? 
No, I do not. I don't think we should be throwing gay people off of buildings or anything like that. Go be as gay as you want to be. Of course, it does not. not bother me. Where we agree on is their philosophy about leave their kids alone. Okay. Leave our kids alone. So that is the one thing that I do agree with them on. And I don't look at not I don't look at this as a Muslim as an Islam issue of what Hamas did. Yeah. They're they are fighting over land. That's the way I understand it, right? Pretty much. It's a land battle disguised as a holy war. Yeah, that's, I mean, been going on forever, right? And will continue to be going on long after we're dead. So, so again, you know, and look, and I, I say all this, I'm sure somebody out there is way more educated in this than I am. I'm just, from my 30,000-foot view, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, to me, this is not a Islam or bad issue. This is a Hamas or bad issue. Yeah. And I have no problem with Jewish folks either. Uh, I don't think Jewish people are bad. I, I think there should probably be a two-state solution. I would, you know, that's, that makes the most sense. But one side refuses to partake in that. Palestinians so, refuse it on several occasions. Yeah, they have. You know, so, yes, yeah, so to answer your question, ha, ha, have, have the conservative Christian attitude towards Muslims changed? I don't think so. But, I mean, I think, obviously, with, with a time heals all wounds kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, I think the further we get from 9-11, the more— and look, and I regret some of my thoughts, my some of the Islamophobic things that I thought after nine eleven, like oh they're all bad. Da, 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 da. I was twenty five years old when that sure. happened. Sure, you know I'm a different person now. Uh, do I think the people that did it on their behalf are bad people? Just like I look at Hamas, they're bad mm-hmm. people. Hamas yeah. is uh, Osama bin Laden and his crew, the Taliban. Those are Al- was it Taliban or Al Qaeda? Al Qaeda. Thank you, Al Qaeda. Those are bad people. Yeah, I can. I, I, I've got. I've lived enough life now that I can separate. Mm-hmm. Bad people from an over from a group of people. But see, that's good. That, see, and, and you do exactly what you just said, right? We can the terrorists are bad. Essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah. But apparently, we've got a segment of Americans that can't agree on that. That that think terrorists or terrorism in some at, in some instances is justified, which is insane. So I wonder. And you kind of said this at the break. I mean, when we were talking, or and you said this thing on air too. What if? Somebody like, let's take Timothy McVeigh, for instance, right? Now, he was protesting against what government overreach, I believe, or he was mad about that, about Ruby Ridge and, and all that stuff that happened. If you believe all that, that's the, that's the story we were told. Okay, right. That, yeah. that he was just, a, he, he was, you know, I don't know if he was an anarchist, I can't remember if he was an anarchist, or he was anti-government. Let's put it that, let's call it yeah. that, anti-government. Well, he used terrorism to fight, you know, to push his agenda. Do they think that's okay? Was it, was it justified in that instance? I mean, I'm just saying, how does this, how do you extend, how do you, how does it, part does this reach the justification of the use of terror based upon a, let's call it a political cause or issue that you have? Like, why, like, when is it justified and when is it not? So now what you're saying is, okay, well, it was justified on 9 11. It's justified what Hamas did to the Israelis, but it was, did, is Timothy McVeigh justified? But probably not because you don't like his point of view. I'm not saying I like it either or I like anybody's point of view, but, but how far does that extend? I don't know how you – it feels like you're just kind of being intellectually dishonest. Yeah, yeah well, that, intellectually dishonest is a great way to put it. You know. And Tim, let's, just, let's just be honest here. Timothy McVeigh was painted as a white conservative. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know what I, mean? I remember. They, Before that term really was – you know, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. We don't live in the same ecosphere as we did then. No, thirty years ago. So I think I don't know if they. I think it, what they called him. They would call him a Trump supporter now. Now they whether, would. Whether his, regardless of what his politics are, he's a white um, anti-government person. Yeah, he would be called a Trump supporter now. Because there was that, and people it, would have no problem with him getting hung in public. Sure, and especially if black or brown people died. 
but in, in his in, in his terror attack. But they're okay with Hamas. You see what I'm saying? And that's I the I'm trying to make. Like, and that does that. In, I'm not okay with either one of those groups, by the way, McVeigh yeah. or Hamas or mm-hmm. Osama bin Laden. But I don't know how, like, you, you, like I said, I don't know how you, like, you're okay with that, but you're not okay with McVeigh. Like, then I guess you're just okay with all forms of terror because it, in some instances, it's justified to certain individuals. Yeah. I'll, let's just be honest here. You know, as well as I do, this has got to do with color of skin. Yeah, and it's an oppression thing, and it's the oppression Olympics. That's white people, white people are not allowed to feel oppressed. It, it, white people are not allowed to act out because they're they feel oppressed. I mean, I do feel oppressed. I do feel like our government is very oppressing on conservatives right now. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's debatable. If you look at January six, look at the January six outcome versus the Black Lives Matter, but even riots you, outcome, you feel you're allowed. That, you're allowed to. You're allowed to be oppressed and brown. You're not allowed to be oppressed and white. But even if you like, let's say you feel oppressed, right? You don't. Even though you may feel that way, you don't. You also probably are not going to say, "Well, I think I, because I feel oppressed, it's justifiable for me to go blow up a building." No, no, like, I, you don't. And that's what I'm saying. And that's the kind of that's where these yeah. folks are going with it, saying that I feel. I get it. You feel oppressed. Great. Are you? Well, actually, these folks that are protesting don't even feel oppressed. They're just feeling oppressed for the the people they think are oppressed. And so, like, I mean, it's just, you know, right? It's, it's like some osmosis or whatever. They, um, but they're saying though, if you if you're oppressed because you're you're black or brown, you're it, any any anything you do is acceptable by any means necessary. By any means necessary, I guess so, right? But, you know, but, that, yeah, that, that's what they're saying, and and that, that's why you have this fight going on there because the 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 Palestinians are a little little darker than the Israelis, I guess, in their eyes. Yeah. And that's why, you know, they must be the most oppressed. And you, you, even in our text messages here, you have a bit of oppression Olympics going on. Mm-hmm. And texter, I am not picking at you. I'm just going to use your text as my example. It says on the Gunzinger text line, oh, my gosh, this is so hilarious. And I, and I hope I'm reading this, the context of this right. Mm-hmm. But it says, I hate to even engage in this conversation simply because I am black, so I am biased. But to say that Jewish people have been the most persecuted of all people is funny. So and that's the that's the what they're saying is there's that's somebody black saying that Jews have not been the most oppressed people of all time. So you have this battle and like we've been calling it the oppression Olympics. You have the blacks over here that no absolutely we've been the most oppressed people of all time. Then you have the the Jews in the mainstream media for the longest time here saying no, Jews have been the most oppressed. Let's not forget the Native Americans. Time. Them too. Let's, let's they you know. are. Well, me, Sean and I both Googled two different lists here yeah. of most oppressed of all time. And on this top 10 list I found, and this is on Google, the first thing I just typed in, I typed in simply most oppressed groups of all time. And you know who's not on this list? Black people on the top 10. Really? Who's on the top 10 list? The top 10 includes Jewish and Christian people in Muslim countries. That's number 10. Number nine. Albinos in sub-Saharan Africa. That's interesting. Okay. Number eight, Native Americans in the USA. Now they really got. They took they it. Did. They yeah. took it, man. I mean, let's be. Honest. I mean, heck, you know, you don't really hear a lot of complaining from the Native Americans. There ain't that many left as yep. there was. You know, I mean, but they got their casinos now. Hey, look, I, I love them. For, I think like I'd like take the money of the white people. I always say that yeah. when I go to those. You're like, do it. Well, not just, there's plenty of black folks. Over I there. know, but you know, what I'm saying like in yeah. terms of like revenge for what I mean because we did. We committed atrocities against the Native Americans. That is true. That is not untrue. And I want to be. I don't want to be. Insensitive here, but we, we fought a war and we won. And that's just human history. 
Like I mean, people it, get conquered. That yeah. is that is a human history. No matter we, when you want to break that down as much as you can, we, co- I mean, we colonized this MFR. Yeah, I mean, what, what you, I mean, that, when people say this, I'm like, well, should we just give New York back to the British? Yeah. Like, why don't we just do that? I mean, yeah. and then they can give it back to who they took it from. I mean, it just when does that end? Yeah, I mean, the, to, to the victor goes the spoils. <laughs> now, number seven, LGBT around the world. I disagree. Number six, people with disabilities. Mm. Again, we have not. Black people are not on this list yet. Let's see if they make it in the top five. Indians and Pakistanis in Africa. You know, a, a lot of a lot of racism seems to go on in Africa. That's weird. Um, that's, that's Africa. People in Africa have made this list twice now. Muslims in China. That that yeah. they, that could easily be number one. Yeah, that's, that's probably, pretty especially bad. Currently, mm-hmm. let's see here. Kurds in Turkey and historically Syria and Iraq. Yeah. Sean, what are, you, what are y'all doing to the Kurds? That's 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 an ongoing thing. You yep, have, to, have, to, have to explain that one to me at some point. <laughs> uh, Pakistanians in Israel, you know, that's number two and number one. Women and girls in much of Africa and the Middle East and Asia are the most oppressed of all time. I did not see Jews as a singular in there, and I did not see blacks as a singular in there. I guess the easiest way to say this is that all these groups have... have, have Blacks been, are the most oppressed group in America post-America being founded. Yeah, sure. Well, sure we can agree on that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I'll hold 100%. Yeah. You know, black, blacks are the most oppressed in America mm-hmm. post-making this place America. Yeah. It was, it was, it was Indians prior to that. Mm-hmm. Then I think it's safe to say it's been blacks for the last three... Well, they've had it really good the last 50 years, but prior to that... It was terrible, absolutely yeah. horrible. I mean, you know, absolutely horrible. And it was horrible for Native Americans. The Jews historically have been, it's been horrible for them. I mean, going back to the Romans sacked Jerusalem in like 70 BC or, I mean, not AD. And uh, I mean, it's been, throughout history, they've been discriminated against. What I'm trying to say is, okay, we get it. Everybody has been oppressed, these groups. No one's saying no one's been oppressed. Been oppressed. I get it. You know, that's, I mean, that's the thing. But it, it, whether you're oppressed or not doesn't justify blowing up buildings. You know, or you perceive that you're oppressed, like, and especially the people that are mad about it are the ones that aren't even being oppressed. They're they're just mad about people being oppressed. Yeah, I mean, and that's what, and that's, well, that's the woke mind virus. You know, I mean, I, I think they want to be oppressed. Like they'd like, you know, I mean, they'd like to be. I think they, I think it'd be, you know, what I'm trying to say, like, um, they want to like, be a protective class. I think so. I like, think, like if you do anything to them, it's not just a crime; it's a hate crime. Yeah, I, I'm not talking about the groups that actually are oppressed or have been historically oppressed. Mm. I'm talking about like these dudes out there that that ain't black or Jewish, you know, that ain't that ain't Native American they're, that they're, are that are that are just they just it's like they get like sexual pleasure out of it or something. You know what I mean? Oppressed by proxy. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, they look. It, that's why they keep adding letters to the alphabet soup. You know, I mean, if it was, you know, if it were groups that were actually historically oppressed, I, I get it. I mean, I understand why, like, that should, and all that should be rectified. That's why we've made so much progress in this country, because groups that were oppressed did protest, did complain about it, and those things got fixed. All right, let's take a call. Hey, brother, sorry, forgot you were on hold there. You got about two or three minutes. Okay, so, uh, the texter. Uh, I honestly agree with the texter, but that's neither here nor there. But, but, uh, and, and I'm not telling, I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong there, but I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it shows that there is a divide in, in this. And I think it, it also helps paint a picture as to why it seems like 
this is just my personal opinion here, why it feels like black folks aren't necessarily being very sympathetic to the Jewish folks in this situation, or maybe why they're being more sympathetic to the Palestinians. Am I right there? Well, I I don't know if we've touched this conversation yet, Clay, but I don't care about either group. <laughs> That's just my personal choice as an American. It's just sure. like, hey, I, y'all both can destroy each other, and I would go wake up the next day and go to work. I mean... And that might sound heartless, but I mean, that's how they happened? feel about us. If if whites yeah. if whites and blacks decide to go at it over here and have a great race war, do you think Israel and Palestine is going to give two flips what we do? No, and and that's my. I, I mean, I understand from Sean's point of view, but it's like everybody in the world has been persecuted, and the fact that we, for some reason, the Holocaust just just has been beating over our heads and it's just like because it happened because it happened in modern enough times that there's pictures and videos yeah the jews have been more persecuted but it's like people forget about chattel slavery like you like black people were like bread (laughs) i I mean i don't understand like that's just crazy to me but that wasn't my point my point was calling about the osama bin Laden thing and I, i mean no, terrorism is never right. However, the British viewed American patriots as terrorists. I mean, that could be considered terrorism. It just was in our country, and we were fighting for freedom. Yeah, we were, so, the, we were the rebels, right? Yeah. yeah, we were the rebels. Yeah. So, I mean, for the British occupiers, we were terrorists. <laughs> we were terrorizing British people who were over here, and it's just, I mean, your terrorists are also your rebels. Well, I, so, I look at it a little I mean, different. I, what, I, what I mean in terms, especially in the Revolutionary War, I mean, that I wouldn't consider the – I wouldn't consider the Americans at that point terrorists. I mean, they were actually well, signed a declaration course. of independence, removing them, you know, trying to remove themselves of from course Great Britain. You wouldn't, or of course we wouldn't, but the British would. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. The British would. Well, I think there's a difference between being a terrorist and being a, a state in rebellion. I, I do. I do think there's a distinction there. I think. I think there. But I mean, some countries have but civil- that's what that's what the Palestinians are. They're they're a state in rebellion. They, I mean, if you look at it from their eyes, their point of view, they view the Israelis as occupiers. Are I mean. Well, and certainly the Americans didn't do indiscriminate attacks on women and children during the Revolutionary War. Oh, of that course wasn't, not. Of but course I mean, not. and they, I think that's yeah. Went after I, I, we can agree on that. Well, I think the word terrorism but, has evolved mm-hmm. since yeah, since, the, since the Revolutionary that's War. To the, that's to the Timothy McVeigh thing, of course. Yeah, he killed children, which is horrific. But he's attacking the government. I mean, so it's just like, how else do you? And that's the thing about today's like modern day age it's like the revolutionary war or the civil war could never happen in this age because there's net like we get to the precipice and it's just like oh but we don't want it we don't want to start the shooting war but it's who it's, it's, who, like, it's whoever has control of the military is, yeah. is going to win the is going to win a civil war hey brother i gotta take my, my break great call thank you for staying a hold yeah. uh-huh. all right bye we'll be right back Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, wish on your Quran. Real quick, reliable rental equipment. Guys, girls too for that matter, uh, you got a DIY project, 
around the house, around the property this weekend, you're going to want to go rent whatever equipment you need from reliable rental equipment right there at two, uh, 210 Meadowbrook Road in Jackson. That's just right there. We're, going to, we're just going to call that Fondren. That's right there on the outskirts of Fondren and Fondren, right across from the old Meadowbrook movie theater. Big, nice, gated, brand-new facility. I'm looking at the picture of it now. They even paved the road over there. So good on them. I don't, I'm not saying they paved the road, but the road is freshly paved over there, according to this photo. But look, man, they got you covered. Whether you need skid steers, tractors, tractor attachments, lifts, mini skid steers, mini excavators, excavators, dumpsters, generators, outdoor lighting equipment from Taylor Solutions, Taylor Lighting. They've got it all right there at reliable rental equipment. Even got bulldozers. They can do it all. And hey, did you also know if you needed to rent or buy a side-by-side or golf cart? They got you covered on that, too. Check them out and look into, guys, you need a trailer. You know, trailers are getting harder and harder to get. Like, the second people put them out there, they're, they're selling. I don't know what the boom in the trailer business is, but but they've got the air tow trailers. They're exclusive in the southeast of this. It's like when you buy a Tesla online, you have to come to Mississippi to get it if you live in the southeastern area of the United States. you got to come to Brandon. Same here with air tow. They've got the exclusive franchise for it. And what it's great for, the, the trailers drop all the way to the ground, and you just drive straight up on, no ramp, nothing. Uh, so if you got like a, if you have like a, uh, a lift, a scissor lift, anything that sits super low to the ground, a race car, uh, whatever, you can drive it straight onto the trailer. They also have Xmark zero-turn mowers available to rent or purchase as well, I believe. I know they got them for rent. I assume you can purchase any of this stuff too. So mm-hmm. check them out online. Reliable rental equipment ms.com. And uh, if you got a, you need to rent a dozer, but you don't know how to drive a dozer, you can rent an operator as well. So they can get you taken care of there at reliable rental equipment, as well as tree service and hauling off the trees if they cut them down. So they can take care of all of it. Start online, reliable rental equipment ms.com. See my boy Brad Patridge over there. Tell him Clay said hello. All right, Sean. Man, that was pretty deep. Do you want to, can we, can we just go talk about the trooper sex thing again? <laughs> you know, like that would be. We, 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 we got pretty deep there for a while. Well, there's nothing new to Friday. report. There's nothing new to report on the on the trooper. I know, sex I know. Scandal. I was kidding, but you know, that's a, that's a lot more fun topic. Well, uh, let's just stay on. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, know, know, I, know, I know. I know you're kidding. I know yeah, you're I'm kidding. Just kidding with you. But let's stay on this one because this is the problem that is created that that America that the left the left has created this problem with these oppressed groups with these. Uh, we're creating, uh, telling everybody they're oppressed. If you think, if you're anything but a white Christian, you're oppressed. Yeah, and, and you know it's funny. And I was talking about this the other night. It, initially, being liberal meant that you were we were trying to create a colorblind society. That's what we were trying to do. We we're trying to create a colorblind society that, from 30 years ago, has morphed into everything's identity politics. Mm-hmm. Everything is based on whether I mean, I'm not talking about just black, brown. You know, Hispanic, Jewish, woman, whatever. It's everything is based on how we rate people based on what their identities. Which what you are is more important than who you are. Exactly. What you are is more important. Like I am supposed to, you know, like you because what you are and not who you are. Like you and I, like over the months, like found out that we agreed on a lot of things and like had a lot of interests that were similar outside of this stuff, or like music for once and those kinds of things. And yep. you know, and I mean, but people don't look at that anymore. What they look at is what is your identity. Like I need to like that's but that's not what the goal initially was. The goal was to take it away from what your identity was. When people did classify you based on whether you were black or white, 
and make it a color, colorblind society. I don't know how that goal turned into whatever this is. And you also, and one of the other side effects of that is not only am I supposed to like you for that, if I dislike you for any reason, it must also be because of what you are, not who you are. Yeah, exactly. The content of the character is my issue, not the color of the skin. And that was the, and that's what I keep saying. That was the initial goal, and I just don't know what that goal. That because remember the one time people did base people on their identities. It was like if you were black, you couldn't do this. You know, if you were a woman, you couldn't do this. And and the goal I thought was that liberals was to try to change that and make everything equal. Not where now it's you're okay. Well, we're gonna you know classify you on this because this is your identity. You identify as trans, or you're non-binary, or you're a woman, or you're Asian. And it's now all based on on this. And I don't know how we got there. And I just it's 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 pretty frustrating because we're completely we're further away from the goal than we were when we were trying to reach the goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. And, and and eventually all these quote unquote oppressed who you are, I mean, what you are versus who you are groups are going to start fighting each other. Yeah, I mean, because that, that's where the oppression Olympics comes in. Because they want to win. They want to, like, who's the who's the most oppressed? And, I mean, it just, you know, I, I wonder if we'll ever get back to that. We'll get back to where the goal no. is to make a colorblind society. I don't, you, I, don't, I don't know. I think the only, you know, we talk about terrorist attacks. It would take something. It's going to take some type of end-of-the-world scenario mm-hmm. to get people to extend a hand a hand up to somebody yeah. for just because you want to help your other humans. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna tell you as, a, as a straight white Christian, you're only going to keep up, um, talking about me for so long before I'm going to start side-eyeing and say, well, no, what they are is more important than who they are, and I'm mm-hmm. not going to help them. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, who's look, look, look at somebody walking. And when I say me, I mean people like me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Clay in particular. You know, like you see somebody broke down on the side of the road. You're going to say, man, I don't know. They don't look like me. I'm not going to help them. Yeah, like he's got a Biden sticker. He's got a Trump sticker, so I'm not going to help him. Yeah, they got an LGBTQ flat. You know, they they can fix their own flat. Whatever. You're going to push people to that. And 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 that's what's got us out of whack. I heard Joe Rogan say this yesterday to The Rock he had on. And he he said, you know, about when I guess Rogan's about 10 or so years older than you and I, something Mm -hmm. like that. And he said, you know, I don't remember 30 years ago. When my neighbor said, "Hey, I voted for George Bush," talk about the first George Bush, not like my, he's like that. He was saying, "Oh, wait, you must be a Nazi. <laughs> like you voted for George Bush. Like no one said that, or you voted for Bob Dole, you, or you voted for Bill Clinton. You must be a you know baby eater. Like no one did that. And so like we and we you know no one, no one did any of that back then. And now we're at now we're at the point where again we've created an identity politics based society. Also, we've we're now regulating things you can say, which was, again, not a liberal concept at all. But now we're regulating things you can say. We're basing everything on identity politics. It's almost Orwellian, really, what they've got, what the, what the point this has gotten to. I, I, you know, and well, that's, this brings us back to what we, what, the, the, the initial tease of this whole conversation, mm-hmm. and we, we've gone a long, long way around to get to it. I believe that the OG liberals like yourself and the current America First movement Mm-hmm. MAGA movement, whatever you want to call it, yeah, are very close to one another now. And what we like, we believe our differences are very minimal. Yeah, very small. Sure. And, and it's not about identity politics, and it's not about all this other. It's about let us just live our lives under this certain country. You know, we want we want some, we want law enforcement. We want our personal freedoms. You know, if we have to. I'm pretending like we're negotiating here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah we should if, do a negotiation. If, if, if we have to, if we have to give a, give an inch on this abortion battle to get our 
First Amendment rights back. Yeah, just don't freedoms. make it national. I think that could be a fair agree. You know, you know like, if we if, if, if you got to give and take a little bit, how do we get back to where? I wish we could get back to where all we were fighting about was abortion. Yeah. I mean, that would be a lot easier because it's very clear cut. Either you're pro-choice or you're pro-life. And yep. you, everybody has their specific reasons for that, but, which are not bad. Both reasons are good to me. Live, some, for live somewhere. And it's, there is no national ban on abortion, by the way. No, but I mean, there's those advocating for that, though, in it's Congress. It's not going to happen. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen either. But still, just advocating for it and pushing it is kind of like kind of counter to what the whole Dobbs decision was saying. Yep. And I think that's you know, an issue. Live, live where... You know, if if abortion is the most, I can't imagine abortion being somebody's most important thing. And I actually want to get into this. Let's take a break. People who vote solely based on being able to have abortions it, are ruining America, and that's what's got us in this nonsense to begin with. In my opinion, I want to get Sean's on it. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Ron here on WYAB. Guys, the Big Salad is back on the show here. Get over there, check them out today in Flowood, Mississippi, right there at Dogwood. And keep them in mind for all of your holiday catering needs as well. And look, way more than just holiday catering. I talked about this yesterday. Uh, if you if you run a business and you need to keep your crew there, you don't need them running off to lunch. You got a big Saturday, big big uh, Black Friday planned. You need everybody all hands on deck. Let the Big Salad bring in some catering for you, whether it's a salad bar or a bunch of different sandwiches. I can't talk today. Sandwiches, wraps, and more. They got it all at The Big Salad. You can check them out online, thebigsalad.com. Or again, stop by, see them right there in Dogwood. They're located at 162 Market Street in Flowood. Again, that's right there in Dogwood. Right, uh, Actually, right behind our other great sponsor, the New Burgers Blues Barbecue location. So, uh, Either way, we got two great sponsors there in Dogwood. Check them out, thebigsalad.com, or give them a call today, 601-891-0091. Sean. Yeah. Shifting gears from one heavy topic to another. <laughs> great. But I think but this goes back, this, this still encompasses our general conversation Yeah. of OG liberals and America First conservatives find, you know, being more alike than we are different. And you, th- you say you th- and I and I use abortion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what the topic, what the nexus of the abortion conversation was, but we'll go with this. You but said, go ahead. You were saying that you thought like people were voting against their own interests, voting solely on abortion. Yeah, That's what you, you told me at the break. Yeah, thank you. Yes, so I think that people are voting. We we hear that a lot, right? That people are voting against their best. Yeah, interest. You know, black people in Jackson are voting against their but their best interest. White white poor people in. That vote Republican are voting against their sure. best interests, so on and so forth. We hear this thrown around a lot. Yeah. Anytime the side that any any the, it always comes from the losing side blaming somebody else they lost. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever the losing is side why. is, yeah. This is why because the other side voting against their best interests that you're, I've determined are your best interests. You're stupid for voting that way because I lost. That's what they always say. That's yeah. what, that's generally what it goes. You don't know what your best interest. Paying more taxes and Medicare for all is your best interest. Yeah. Um. So. With that said, you know you have this whole group of people. It's, and we'll, we'll go back to these uh, suburban white women, for example. Mm-hmm. I would think their best interest would be would be safe streets, good schools, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. That come with let's just be honest. Traditionally, Republicans, at least here in Mississippi, run cities better than than Democrats. Yeah, I mean, right. Just with the examples that we're seeing now, sure. Okay, I don't yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
the schools are terrible in in these Democrat areas. Police protection leaves more Especially to be desired. Especially law enforcement yeah. policies. Inf- infrastructure. Yeah, it's not good. Right. You know, all that stuff. But they – I'm they, not saying there aren't Democrat-run cities that run well. Well, I'm just saying what we're seeing on the major cities mm-hmm. has not been good here in the last – especially the last decade, I guess you would yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, but that when they go when they go vote and they'll go in and vote simply based on abortion. I know local politics and abortion is not the same thing. You're not, mm-hmm. that abortion ain't on the bill. Right. Ain't on the ballot. In local, in, in in citywide politics, yeah, it's not going to matter in a municipal election, sure. You know, but I can sit here and say, what's happening to America right now with inflation and all of that is is very bad Democrat policy. Well, I mean, I'm going to extend that back to Trump too. I mean, I think Trump and Biden both bear a lot of blame for that. Those CARES acts were signed by him and Biden, and I, I mean, they I shut, think it just once you know they had to do that because Democrats shut cities down. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, said so do Republicans. I mean, it wasn't just Democrats. I think everybody's pretty much guilty on this pie, yeah. man. I mean. It was, like, it, it, it was it was for I mean they shut they shut they shut California down for a year. Yeah, I mean yeah, which was a bad year. policy, absolutely. Yeah. But they, um, I think, uh, I think everybody, it, what we did during COVID, and I'm going to call this. Like, I know you like to call it the Uniparty or whatever. All agreed on doing this, and it was a bad idea. Yeah, I think that's where. Well, which which well, why we're in this inflation. We can we can we can blame gas prices on Biden. Okay, <laughs> if you want to, we'll do that. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, he, they decided not to renew leases and aren't mm, allowing yeah. drilling and this, that, and the By other. By the way, I paid two twenty two yesterday, though. I was kind of happy about that at that one gas station on Treetops. That is an improvement. I was like really happy about that. All right. So, real quick, my point being on this, I think these upper these these liberal white women mm-hmm. that are and, and gays too, liberal white women and gays, a big group of people who probably ain't getting a whole lot of abortions. Let's just be honest. Right. You know, once I because if you're gay, you can't be a pregnant man. Wait, come on, gay. <laughs> if you're if you, if you're being true to the cause, you should never get pregnant. A gay woman and a gay man should never get pregnant. So you should never need an abortion. Right? Can I mean, we agree on that? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why you how you biologically would need one unless I mean I don't. Or here, let me put it this way: if you say you're a lesbian couple and you wanted to have a kid and you got inseminated, I know I've got friend, actually a good friend that's that they just did that and. um I don't know why you'd have the abortion. You know, I don't know why you need one at that point because you were wanting to do that. The, and the rare need to have an abortion, the rare need to, should not dictate solely how you vote. I think we, logically, yes, but I think what you know, you know, you know, I've discussed this a lot off air. Um, I think the problem with Dobbs for a lot of people is that it felt like a right they had was being taken away. Whether you agree with the opinion or not, I'm just saying the way people generally felt. And then this bears out by not just me saying this, the data. Look at 2022. The country was in shambles, inflationary environment. People were not feeling good, and still Republicans lost. And the Democrats gained seats in the Senate, and the Republicans barely took the House. And that was because of – Polling says that, I mean, this is what it says, is that because that was a primary factor was the abortion debate, the Dobbs decision. And uh, this happened again last two weeks ago. Same thing nationwide. So I think, you know, whether you know whether it's a good idea, which I agree with you, it's not a good idea just to base your vote on that one issue. But it's happening. That is happening. It is bearing out. I mean, I don't even understand why it's still on the ballot. The states that have it, have it. The states that don't, don't. Well, the well now they're also passing initiatives in like in Ohio, for instance, country, uh, states that had states that had trigger laws like Mississippi. I can't remember Ohio had one or not. They probably did um, that had, had outlawed abortion. Then people put it on the ballot, just kind of like we did the marijuana thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and it passed in Ohio. And I think Kansas was the other state. And there are probably a few others. I can't remember. 
Uh, it, it'll, it'll never be on the ballot here because we don't have an initiative process. Yeah, yeah. We that, that is one of the things I do agree with Brandon Presley on is we needed an initiative process. I, I don't care if abortion ends up on it or not. Mm-hmm. Let let the people vote on it. You know, but I, I don't know, man. It's a it, it's a complex issue. I get my point being, and I'm, I'm probably not making it right. I think there's a lot of people who are voting based on something that really doesn't affect their day-to-day life. They're, they're, they're voting so somebody else can kill a baby at some point. But, I mean, isn't that when you say that, okay, I, you know, I, I agree with what your point is about logically, that, but isn't that the same thing about a lot of issues? The transgender issue, let's take that one. Most people, most of us, are never going to be faced with that. Most of us. We're not going to be faced with an issue we're not talking about in terms of we're not going to have a kid that's playing sports with a transgender person, and we're not going to have a kid that you know wants to have affirming surgery. Majority of the country is not going to be know, faced man. with it's this been, issue. It's been a bit of a social contagion lately, and you you will. There are people, but I'm just saying mo- majority of people are never going to. I mean, I've, I don't know. I think I've probably dealt with a transgender person maybe once or twice in my life or met them. But on my daily daily life, I don't think about the issue because it's not something I see but every day. Also, it does it happens more than you think. It just, it, every situation don't make the news. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying the majority, yeah. though, I think of people don't interact with transgender people on their daily lives. Well, that goes back to keep that nonsense away from the kids. Okay, but people vote based on that issue is what I'm saying that doesn't affect them generally. Keep it away from the kids, and, and that's fine. That's all. That's we're voting on keeping keeping that away from kids because it is growing. It is in the classrooms, right? But I think that's the same thing what you're saying though yeah, with that, the abortion debate, where like it doesn't affect like if you're gay, like what does that affect you? I mean, because you're not gonna have an abortion. Yeah. But I mean, people. I think people vote on issues that don't necessarily always affect them. The, it's just a symbol, you know. I just don't understand, and we got to take a break. But I don't understand why the LGBT folks. Or going to these abortion rallies. I mean, that's a good point. I don't know. They're just standing in. I, I can't answer that for you. I don't know why. Uh, I, I, a, and to me, that that tells you that it's a. I hate. We throw this word around a lot lately. An industrial complex. Mm-hmm. This LGBT industrial complex. This abortion industrial complex. I think a lot of this comes from Democrats caught the tire with gay marriage, and they had they got to have something else to fight about. Fight I, for. I think that they're. Yeah, like, well, this is what I always say. Let me put it this way. I think there's a group of progressives that want to create the next, be part of the next civil rights movement. Yeah. And, like, you can't be. That happened already. Like, and it's, you know. Let's take a break on that. We'll be right back. Come back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, we are out of time here. We got 30 seconds left. Coming up next, Jim Thorne's got highlighting, we'll be highlighting the Mississippi Youth Symphony orchestra sean and i will try to pick this conversation back up wednesday uh, some people disagree with me on uh there needing to be an initiative process we have representative government and that's what we send them down there for i agree to an extent mm-hmm. but uh like I, I i didn't have a problem with how they changed the flag i know a lot of people do yeah you know so i, I get it but we also wouldn't have marijuana in mississippi if there wasn't an, initi- an initiative process and thank I know god people, we do some people disagree with <laughs> thank that god we do bye bye <laughs>